Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that and Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you guys get your podcast. You can also find more of our content on our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you find links to not only this show, but some of our other shows like the Multiverse Fancast and Cinematic Adventures. You'll also find links to our store, news, reviews, articles, and more, so make sure you guys check that out. That's themisfitfaction.com. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul. With me in the studio today is Rob. Rob, how art thou today? <laughs> Whoa, I love that literary introduction. Uh, thou art, no, thy, myself art uh, good. good. I do good stuff. <laughs> I do. I like the good stuff. I do the goods. It's been a minute. It's yeah. been a while since an MF Uncensored rolled around. Yeah. Just for the record, we are doing this MF Uncensored because Ronnie sucks. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to be here about a half hour ago. Oh, no. Yeah, well, by the time we finish recording this, it'll be a half hour. He was supposed to be here to record our regular show, and Paul and I had like a half hour downtime, so we're like, let's record an MF Uncensored show. So, Ronnie, if you're listening to this, we are mad at you. And it's MF Uncensored, so we can tell you to... Uncensor yourself. <laughs> See what we did there? Eat a wiener. <laughs> Got him again. Ooh, burned. Burns. So burns. Burned wiener. <laughs> anyway. All right. So what are we talking about today, Rob? I thought we would do our monthly check-in and say, what are we watching? What are we? Are, are we in therapy today? Our monthly check-in? <laughs> I'm sorry. Your time is up. Oh, shit. Um, our, Not again. We're talking about what are we watching? So we'll talk about movies and TV. Mm-hmm. What are we reading? And finally, what are we drinking? Mm-hmm. And, uh, Mostly water. <laughs> oh, I got a good answer for that one. Oh, Don't good, worry. good, good, good. So, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, because we did this once before, and I think we both kind of enjoyed it. It gives us a chance to sort of, like, connect with some things that aren't superhero-related. What do you mean, filler episode? What are you talking about? (laughs) It's not filler. What are you talking about, a filler episode? No, usually a filler episode is when, you know, they introduce a new character or they go on vacation somewhere. And they jump the shark sometimes, quite literally. (laughs) But, yeah, so, as Rob said, it is, what are you, like, what are you up to? Like, what's going on, man? So, what do you want to start with? I don't know. You're the host. I've, I've. The hostess with the least at this point. Obviously, you and I we we tend to talk about our movies yeah. and TV. So you want you want to start there? Sure. With what are you what are you watching? All right. So a movie I watched recently about it came out about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I am a really one of my favorite movies growing up as a teenager was Chevy Chase's Fletch. I watched Fletch easily. 80, 90 times. And I, I had my good friend, Matt, and Matt and I, we would watch it all the time. We, we could quote it endlessly. We knew the entire thing heart by heart. We would talk in quotes from Fletch. And uh, Fletch Lives came out a couple of years after that. And it, was, it wasn't very good. It was okay. It was just good to okay. check in. Yeah. And then for a long, long time, there was rumors of different Fletch reboots. Uh, Kevin Smith had his claws in it for a while. Never heard of him. I forget what whatever is not Jason Mew. One of the guys that he always works with ha- was going to do it for a while. Jeff Anderson? Uh, no, he was... My name is Earl, that guy. Oh, oh man, it's going to drive me yeah. crazy because I, I know the name. I'll let you look that yeah, up. But you. yeah, he was attached to it I for really a while. Like and finally, it got remade recently with John Hamm in the role. And they filmed Confess Fletch, which is the first of the... What's the name? You got it? Jason Lee. Jason Lee, that's oh, it. Oh, driving me crazy. I, was, I knew it wasn't Jason Mewes. Jason Lee, yeah. And he would have been great too. But John Hamm took it over and they filmed Confess Fletch. And that's the first book in the in the Fletch series, and I've read a couple of them. For the, a word that I don't ever hear in common, like 
you know, discussion. Yeah. I've now heard the word Fletch more times <laughs> in the last full, not even know, four yeah. minutes. Erwin Fletcher is your main character. This was a really fun movie. Fletch is, he comes home from vacation and finds a, a dead person in the house that he's airbnb from someone. He's accused of the murder and it just keeps, then it goes into art dealers and them trying to figure out. Yeah, it's, it's and it's fun. Like it's it was a good time. Marsha Gay Harden was in it. Greg Matola directed it. And it's, you know, if you want to have just an hour and a half, and it is, it's only an hour and a half. If you want to have an hour and a half of just like laid back, fun, kind of slightly goofy humor, it, John Hamm really fit well into the role of Fletch. Like he does, like Chevy Chase played it too goofy at times. Mm-hmm. And he also like he donned disguises and everything. Whereas Fletch doesn't really do that in the novel. This is a more faithful adaptation. And even the the way the movie ended indicated they want to do more Fletch with John Hamm. So I just, I had a really good time watching this and, and I would totally rewatch it. So I, I highly recommend it. Have you ever seen the first one? I have not. Really? No, oh. no, no, not really. I, I, I've never even really heard of it. Really? Yeah. I che- mean, like, I know of it, yeah. but... Chevy Chase is more of an 80s staple than a 90s Chevy, staple. Chevy Chase is also just kind of a... Like... Yeah. He's, he's a problem guy. He's also... He's an asshole. Yeah, like, he is. And I've seen... I know he's been, been done... You know, he's done, like, conventions and stuff. People just never yeah. speak nicely no. about him. And for somebody who's, like, the goofy kind of fun, like... Oh, yeah. He Caddyshack. Was like, he was the 80s dad. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody wanted him to be his their dad in the eighties. You okay. got your your vacation movies. Mm-hmm. Even like more recently, like Hot Tub Time Machine, and, yeah. and like he just seemed like such. A, but then he's in real life, he's like such an asshole. Yeah, I heard he's a douchebag. Any uh, other actors that you you've heard are like just completely unpleasant in real uh, life? I'm sure. Ma- I'm sure there are. Yeah, because like that's always so. Full disclosure: we're recording this on a Saturday. It usually comes out <laughs> on, a, on the time of recording. I'm googling actors who are assholes. Yeah. So to pull back the curtain. The day after we record this, I'm going to Comic-Con. Oh, yes. And one of the things about Comic-Con is, is getting to meet. Now, I've had some great experiences meeting actors and, and stuff like that. I met Ernie Hudson. Aww. I met Matt Ryan, who played Constantine. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the coolest because we went to a smaller convention in Jersey, producer Mel and I. And he it was a much – there wasn't like a huge, huge monstrous crowd, you know, lines everywhere. It was very – I guess intimate's the, the better word yeah. for it. And they had a ton of people from Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow, oh, and I, cool. I only went because Matt Ryan posted about it. And for those of you guys who don't know, he plays uh, John Constantine on the mm-hmm. show. Constantine and Legends of Tomorrow and all that. Check out our previous issue. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Check out our episode of Multiverse Fancast. It was a lot of fun. But uh, so we went, and we were the only ones online at one point. And like when we got up there, he was like, hey. For, this know, is for? For Matt Ryan. Really? I wow. think. Either we were like the first ones. There, there were other people online, but like at the time, like they gave us time to like chat with them. And if yeah. you've ever been to a convention, sometimes you'll get a time to to talk with somebody. But usually, it's very like move it, move it, yeah. move it. Yeah, there's like, usually a publicist that's trying to shoo you along. Yeah. So first, we saw the publicist who took like you know our money, what we wanted. You know, I got a a, frame, a, a photo of him, and I did uh, signature pictures, mm-hmm. and he took like eight nine pictures with me and just like he's like yo what do you what do you want to do you want to laugh you want to do like a funny one you want to do a serious one and like did a bunch and he chatted for a few minutes he told yeah. melanie to stop being so mean to me because i said she was making fun of me for how excited i was to meet him yeah and yeah so it was it was a lot of fun but like i feel like that's the worst thing that could pop, you know the whole don't meet your heroes type yeah. thing i met jesse eisenberg and he was kind of a dick i've heard well he's also just kind of awkward like yeah even he was in, in interviews kind of he's, he's very uh, socially awkward like yeah. and he, you could i can tell i feel like he's not like 
like on purpose, like yeah, like almost it, it, like intentionally, almost like spectrum ish. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Especially I'm, on my list here of people who of actors who are secretly assholes, people you would expect like Ed Norton, Christian yeah. Bale, Catherine Heigl, Seth Rogen has talked about that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At nausea, uh, Terrence Howard, which is why he's only stuck to Iron Man one. Well, no, that was a whole issue with Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. You know, people you would expect. Well, you know, it's funny because like Reese Witherspoon. Let, let me ask you then. So if you get into a job like yeah. acting, right, where you're you're creating a craft that's made for public consumption, mm-hmm. actors, athletes, even like people who are in the spotlight and they're doing something that engages a very large audience. Yeah. How much privacy do you think that they're actually entitled to given their job? So that's a tricky question because that's actually this week's kind of She-Hulk. Uh, yeah. They got into that. Yeah, I, I – because yeah. like let's say you have an actor like Daniel Day Lewis, yeah. who only has done like five six movies in his entire right. life, but he's you know just the, brilliant the thespian like yeah. he is the definition of I do this for the craft and the art, not for yeah any he's of that an other artist. Stuff. So, but then it, it makes you wonder like so many of these actors are great like you you'll see them going to children's hospitals you know especially in Marvel like that's a very big thing you know yeah. they'll go in costume and stuff like that. I wanna I wanna like. If I see a celebrity out, I want to respect their privacy, but at the same time, I kind of want to be like, yo. Yeah. You know who I saw out in public once? Tim Blake Nelson. Oh. The leader. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. He was he lived in D.C. at the same time yeah. I did, and he was at the same, same grocery store. I know him from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I know him from The, the Incredible Hulk. Right. Yeah. Uh, and other things, but yeah. obviously, and oh, now cool. he's coming back. But uh, yeah, Chevy Chase, uh, it's a sad because, yeah, like the, the cast of community never has anything nice to say about him. No. Oh. <laughs> Which is, you know, and now they're getting their movie. Yes. So and, it, and they're like, nope, he's not in it. Yeah. So Which did you ever watch Community? I saw like one or two episodes and it, it was great. I loved it. But I just, I never got around to watching more. And, and I don't knock anyone who calls it genius because it looks like it's really smart. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I never got into it. Same with like The Office and stuff like that. Yeah. Modern Family. Like any, I don't know why. Yeah. It's just like. I'm not a big sitcom kind of guy. I am, I am not either, which that'll segue into a television one, actually, something I'm watching. Okay, uh, go for I, it. I don't have a lot to say about it other than go watch Abbott Elementary. Now, so Mel and I started oh, to you did. We watch the first couple of episodes. And, and like we liked it enough because, yeah. you know, obviously Melanie worked in a school. I'm, I'm right. part of a, the school community. So like we, we chuckled at it and we enjoyed yeah. it. it. It's so weird because like, you know, Rob, obviously you're a teacher. We won't say where, but, uh, you know, but, you know, you're a teacher and we, we live in a very nice area, a very yes. nice community where even though teachers are still and schools tend to still be missing stuff, they still, for the most part around here, they're very well taken care of yeah. to a certain degree. And, you know, there's always room for improvement anywhere, but it's funny watching a, a show like Abbott Elementary where it's like they're. You know, the principal's like a social media star and stuff like that. Having worked in an urban school district, Mm -hmm. and my wife works in an urban school district, it is pretty accurate. Yes, I can only imagine. I have to say, and and I looked up too, where where the, the, I forget the lead, the lead actress, she's also the head writer uh, of the show and showrunner. Her mother was an elementary school teacher, uh, which is why the show feels amazingly authentic. Authentic, Oh my gosh. If you, I have never seen a show that more resembles what teaching looks like oh i bet do, do you ever does that ever bother you though with shows like when they are too reflective of your career choice 
No, no. I actually appreciate it because they actually get it right. Like, you know, movies like Dangerous Minds Mm -hmm. and Dead Poets Society. Like Dead Poets Society, I love it, but he only had one class. We're his other four preps. Right. You know, there's so many of them that are are not authentic and and they make teaching look like something that it's not. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't watch watch The Rookie on ABC okay. with Nathan Fillion as like a 43-year-old Oh, yeah. Rookie. Oh, that's true because you get a lot – there's a lot more cop shows than it there is, are teacher it's, shows. It's <laughs> wild sometimes and a lot of them are not realistic. Right, I see where you're going with this now. But yeah. The Rookie, surprisingly – what the only exception with The Rookie is it's so much busier and like they, they still glamorize like some of the other mm-hmm. things. But like for the most part, it is – it was – super accurate to the point where I didn't yeah. want to watch it anymore. Not to say anything <laughs> n- like not to say anything against the cast or the staff or anything yeah. like that. Cause the cast is fan. I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan. Oh, I yeah. really love Nathan Absolutely. Fillion, but I was like, I, I watched these shows to disconnect. I had the same yep. problem with Supergirl where Supergirl got so rel- quote unquote relevant right. or so woke, I guess is the term. Okay. I watch a superhero show to see Smash, Smash, Bang, Bang. Yes. Do I enjoy a deeper super... Not for social commentary that is going on and on for the entire hour. Especially when it becomes the only focus of the show. And especially... Like the CW, they're also famous for, look at what we're doing. That's why I stopped watching Glee. And yeah, come at me. I liked Glee. I I, really enjoyed the first... I admit I watched like the first three seasons and was into it. I I, I watched the first couple of seasons and I really enjoyed it. But then it was just... Who yeah, much like for me it was when they started every week was a different theme week yeah it's britney week it's michael jackson week they glee, were shoehorned glee was the perfect example of here's a show where when we find one thing that people yeah. like we make yeah. it a, a thing always so to come back to your question i like a show that's authentic if it allows levity for my job right because for with abbott elementary we watch it on a friday because it comes out wednesday night and then we have hulu and we watch it friday when we have some time and it's the perfect end to our week because we just laugh about it like there was just one quick throwaway joke where one of the teachers she was like can you quick watch my class i haven't peed in four hours like yeah (laughs) that's like like a joke that i think only a teacher could truly appreciate i liked brooklyn 99 because yeah, for that it was close enough to the realistic aspects, yep. but also like funny and fun, and you know they still joke about paperwork and they joke about like taking sick time, and mm. so it makes me chuckle with stuff like that. But, so my next movie choice, I think, is one you'll appreciate. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> the Northman. So I want to see it, and I had the option to see it when we were going to Italy on the plane. Oh no, no, yeah, no, 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 no! I, I, I knew <laughs> enough. Call. I knew enough about it to be like, I'm pretty sure at one point she wipes blood on somebody's face, yeah. and it's not from where you think it might be. Oh, but, that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, so why, I, and also I wouldn't say watch it on the biggest screen you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to watch it. The, the the cast looks fantastic. You know, it's a lot of big names. Yeah, a lot of a um, lot of up and comers. Alexander Skarsgård is is the lead who is just ripped beyond belief. Holy cow! Well, he got ripped for Tarzan. Remember that he uh, he, he did, was he did that. He did Tarzan. Oh yeah, gosh. yeah, and he was like shredded wow. for it. Nicole Kidman is in it, and she plays his mom. It kind of took me out of the movie a little bit every time I saw her because she, she has tough. such a modern look to her. Mm-hmm. It was like I went into this movie. I watched it at home on a big screen, and I I went into it. Knowing it was by Robert Eggers, who had done like The Witch and The Lighthouse, so I knew I was going to get something really off kilter. Yeah, it was a lot more mainstream than I thought it was. I've heard, and I have to say, I I was going into it also going, all right, just watch it to watch it. And I, wow, did I love the hell out of this movie! It was engrossing. It was 
thoughtful. It had realistic action to it. Mm-hmm. The characters were awesome. And I also found out it's the t- it's from an a- well, knowing Robert Eggers, this shouldn't surprise anybody. From an actual old Viking story that was the template for Shakespeare's Hamlet. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I got to include that in my class. I have a book upstairs. I think Melanie got it for me. It's like the Viking Age. I have oh, a couple cool. of Viking books. Because for those of you guys who don't know, I'm Swedish and Norwegian on my mother's mm-hmm. side. So I, I love that kind of stuff. I'm a big fan of Norse mythology. But yeah, a lot of the, the poems and the stories, they, they've been modern interpret or they've led to a lot of other interpretations yeah. and it's it's really cool and interesting stuff and you know north, north norse mythology is definitely like i've studied all sorts of mythologies i'm a, i just i just enjoy it it's something yeah. that i just get passionate about producer melanie's wild about it like she she's very big into greek and oh, roman yeah. and stuff like that like when we were in italy she was in her glory oh, like she the things she would the knowledge she would just drop on me out of nowhere was always fun but uh, yeah, no, I really want to see it. I got to just sit down and yeah. devote the time to it, unfortunately. It's, it's, and also watch it on, like if you can st- stream it on a, either a high quality or I watched it on, I, I like to get all my stuff on Blu-ray. So you get that really high risk because the cinematography is just breathtaking mm-hmm. on this. I think it's going to be up for awards at the end of the year. Absolutely. It's just a shame it didn't do as well. No. It- <laughs> Movies in general just haven't. Like uh that movie Bros just came out. Have you heard? I know. I really wanted to see that. It, it looked, looked hysterical. Like, you know, obviously we are not the target audience, but it, yeah. it looks clever. It looks well written. But I think the guy who's, who wrote it, he's like, yeah, none of the straight people came out. No. I, and that's a shame. I, I have a theory on that one. I think because they tried to sell it as a raunchy comedy. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that doesn't bring it like if they had done it as a PG-13 comedy, I think it would have done way better because I think people stayed away from it, worried of know, what do, kind of raunch it was going to be. Do people really stay away from the R rating anymore? I like, th- See... I, I think, think for that meant maybe think, for that yeah, yeah for that demographic and for that part of the country or, or at least that demographic in the country you've got people who are like I don't want to see raunchy gay jokes yeah that's fair yeah well not fair but you know what I mean <laughs> but like, yeah uh, it's, it's, it's arguable yeah but uh, let's see the All last right. thing that I watched so, oh we watched Hocus Pocus 2 <laughs> you laugh but Hocus Pocus first of all Halloween is my favorite time of the year. I good love. segue into stuff I'm going to get into after Hocus Pocus. I am a huge fan of mm-hmm. Halloween. Like, bring on like the ghosts, the goblins, mm-hmm. the dress up, the this, the that, the candy, all that stuff. Like, I'm a big kid when it comes to it, and I love it so much. Even going to Comic Con in October, like that's that's for me that's a Halloween thing. Like, people that's are going to be cool. dressed up, and so Hocus Pocus two came out, and Mel and I are big fans of the first Hocus Pocus. Why? Now I now no no no. Well, I, well I, hold I, on. I'm asking this having never seen it. Okay. Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that nobody saw when it came out. And then it's Right, I remember that. It develops this huge cult following over the years. And now it's a staple. Like, you can't... Freeform will show it four trillion times during the month of October. <laughs> I know for us, like, producer Mal and I, we, we fell in love with the characters, the three mm-hmm. witches, who are just funny and they, they have great chemistry. They play well off each other. It's also a surprisingly adult Disney Channel movie, really? basically. They... They talk about vir- only a virgin can light a candle. Like they, you know, it's very like Monster Squad almost. Okay. Like people die in it. Like really? they're my, trying to kill all the kids. My mother tried watching it. She just got Disney Plus. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she tried because wa- she watches Dancing with the Stars. Right. And it's on Disney Plus. Right. And so she's like, I tried watching Hocus Pocus 2. I don't think I'm the audience for this. <laughs> so it's funny you say that because there's always a challenge when you create something so long after the original like mm. we sometimes it really works other times it does not we've seen some good examples of of the nostalgia factor working in mm-hmm. you know favor and work and not spider-man no way home it really worked doctor strange not as much so we were 
apprehensive about watching the new one because we did enjoy the first one. Like it again, it is a Halloween right. staple, even around our house. Like we we love yeah. putting it on. But so it felt like a. Remember in the '90s where Disney just kept doing directed to yeah, direct to video Aladdin two Aladdin three yep I remember oh like Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. two like a bunch of Cinderella two <laughs> yeah, like I, I they, got those white shell cases oh around the God, house somewhere they, were, they they just pumped out basically it, it was the start of the home video craze yeah. that's why so they would make these really cheap sequels yeah. and then throw them out to the people to buy yeah. it was a great way for them to keep the franchises going most of them sucked most of them, uh, the Aladdin uh, ones were the, pretty good the Aladdin actually. ones weren't bad yeah I watched those Return of Jafar and King of Thieves King of Thieves <laughs> was solid was and, it? and Robin Williams came back for it oh that's right because yeah. they had Dan Castiglia from oh, Castiglia from Homer Homer he did the second one yeah because they, they couldn't get, but Robin Williams was like I'll come back for the third one they had already filmed it and it was done Aww. he redubbed the entire Aww, thing that's well, he, well nice for Robin Williams right nice for Robin Williams paycheck, poor, but, uh, poor everybody else <laughs> yeah so we this movie's coming out and like we we enjoyed it but it felt like a 90s directed dvd or directed video even sequel it wasn't bad yeah. but it just you know there's the first one and then there's this yeah. one's there okay. i but, think my mother only watched it because it she saw bet midler that's fair <laughs> i mean bet she looks great bet midler yeah. sarah jessica parker looked like she had some work done I, and then the other one lost a lot of weight like oh her. kathy and jimmy yeah, yeah yeah yeah. and she was she's always just funny yeah she's funny. but there, there were plenty of moments in it that we laughed at and we enjoyed and like you know it, it happens kathy and jimmy's got to get those credits back up for sister act three mm. i hear Whoopi goldberg's looking to do that <laughs> again we're in this wild time of just pure nostalgia yeah. like look at all these things we can drudge up so speaking of nostalgia Go and speaking it. of october and speaking of halloween i watched a show on hulu called castle rock I've heard of it. Okay, Castle Rock, if you don't know what it is, it's a, imagine fan fiction in the universe of Stephen King. Oh, dear God. So you've got like a lot of- That's a lot to process right now. So like a lot of things take place in and around Shawshank Prison. Spacek is in the first season from Carrie. In the second season, it's all, what's her name, from Misery. Kathy Bates? It's not Kathy Bates. It's her, it's someone else. It's, hold on, I go, here, talk for a minute while I- Oh, I will definitely talk (laughs) and I will use words. All right, here we go. Castle Rock. Well, the first season was sort of loose and it just had like various references and it wasn't any direct characters. Actually, Bill Scar. Arsgard was in it. Oh, uh, he played sort of a, a a creature with some that was locked in the basement of Shawshank Prison and has like these powers. So very Stephen King-ish. But then like every once in a while you read like there's a, a newspaper headline about a dog massacring people and uh, like the, this car from Christine makes an appearance. It's like neat. It's, yeah, it's that's fun. I, yeah. I like stuff like that. Uh, but Lizzie Kaplan was in the second season. I have and such she a crush played, on her. Oh, oh, she does God. not do enough. I no. love her. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you by that. She plays Annie Wilkes, which is um, Kathy Bates' character from oh, Misery. Oh, okay. And she plays her younger, to, and Lizzie Kaplan nails Kathy Bates so well. In fact, if you just stuck with season two just to see her, you would be fine. Really? Yeah, if you didn't do season Like, season one, I loved it anyway. It was fun. It was good. Melanie Linsky is in season one. She plays someone who just hears what, like, she's kind of a empath and can hear and feel what other people are thinking and feeling so it's there's like those sort of things so that was it's kind of fun fan fiction i like it so being halloween also we're big into stephen king of course so you know i i do i'm like you i love watching all my horror stuff now and everything see i'm weird though with horror stuff i don't like super scary 
I don't like... I don't like jump scares. I'm okay. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of jump scares. Like, I, I will say, I've never watched The Conjuring or... Yeah, Paranormal or, Activity. Yeah, any of those. I saw the first two Paranormal Activities. I was dragged both times. Once by the girl I was dating, okay. and then the second time was by, like, a group of friends. I, no choices yeah. in the matter. And I hate the anticipation, because I am not a... Yeah. I'm not a... Like, for me, when there's something that's going to scare me, I treat it like a threat, and I'm ready to punch something in the face <laughs> super hard. So you've been trained. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of jump scares. I'm also not a big fan of torture porn, uh, like that was the such Saw movies. I um, liked the first Final Destination, just because I, I thought it was clever, yeah, and it's, it, it was a terrible movie, but yeah, that's another franchise. So this one, I have to say, comes highly recommended from me. Um, it is called The Outsider. It is a Stephen King book. It was on HBO. It's on HBO Max. It's a ten-episode series, and it stars starts off starring Jason Bateman. He actually directed the first two episodes too. Where he there's a child. Now, this part is a little bit hard to take if you're sensitive to this. But try and stick with it if you are. It does start off with a child murder. And Jason Bateman is, several people accuse him, and, and they, they have evidence, they have video, they have fingerprints, they have DNA, all of these things around that he did it. So they arrest him. But then they find out that he was actually nowhere near the crime scene. Okay. That he was actually at an Eng- he's an English teacher. He was at an English conference sixty miles away, and they have video of him there. So they're like, "How can the same person be in two places at the exact same time?" Teleportation. And there is a deep supernatural element to this show, and it's so cool. And and as someone in law enforcement, you might appreciate this. It was a cop show of investigators investigating a crime that turned out to be supernatural, but yet all of the detective work was very grounded in reality. I like that. I can that, dig it. It was I really good. I can dig it. And it end, like unlike a lot of other Stephen King stuff, it ends very, very well. Oh. Yeah. Like it, it it's does, always the ending of it, Stephen yeah, King stuff. It, it lands really well and, and, and wraps up. And, and Ben Mendelsohn is the lead. I do like him. I love Ben Mendelsohn. I do like him. He is such an interesting actor. So highly recommend it. It's on HBO Max. I'm also watching, we just watched Werewolf by Night which we're going to be talking yep, about tonight. We are. Check out our episode, which came out either yesterday or two days ago. I don't know if we're releasing on Columbus Day. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. And obviously, She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Talk we'll, about that. That'll be a good talk next week. Yeah. But uh, we're going to take a really quick break, yep. though. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about what Rob's reading and, and drinking. drinking. But first, a quick break. Hey guys, it's Paul, and the Misfit Faction is looking for your help. We are trying to grow not only our network, but also grow our brands, and the best way to do that is if you guys are looking to start your very own podcast. Maybe you guys have been listening to us for a while. Maybe it's something you guys have always wanted to do, but you're not sure how to get started. If you go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction, you guys will get a month of free podcasting on us. That is a gift from us. So make sure if you guys are looking to start your own show, you reach out to us and go to podbean.com slash Misfit Faction. Also, maybe you guys have your own online business or service. You're always looking to grow, and advertising is a very big part of that. If you guys go to sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction, you guys can get $100 worth of free advertising, again, as a thank you from us to you guys. That's sponsorship.podbean.com slash MisfitFaction. All right, we are back, and during the break, speaking of horror... I I found something terrifying outside my house. And it was a jump scare. Standing in the dark, smiling through my window. And that's Ronnie from the Multiverse Fancast. Ronnie, how are you today? I'm doing pretty fantastic. Oh, that's a (laughs) really interesting 
way to describe. <laughs> you sold that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even funnier because we talked shit about Ronnie in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> hey. hey. Yeah. But so Ronnie decided he would jump in on this conversation. And I, he, I sat in. I yeah. Well, he yeah, just kind of sat down. Yeah. But so Ronnie, what have you been watching? So actually we finished, me and my wife, we actually watched. My wife and I. Sorry. Grammar. <laughs> grammar. Police. Anyway, well, because I wasn't going to say That was her. Paul, not me, by yeah. the way. But we just finished watching the Jeffrey Dahmer With show, Evan Peters. With Evan Peters, which was creepy and really good. And actually, we just started watching to, if you know me, to everyone's surprise, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, really. Well, no, all right. Now, hold on. I obviously know who John Wayne Gacy is. Yes. What are the John Wayne Gacy tapes? Is that a show or is so, that his actual stuff? No. Or? So they, there's tape recordings of him with his lawyer and everything. And basically, it's like talking about you know his upbringing and everything and talking about the murders and everything that he committed. All about him, basically. So we, we only watched two maybe three episodes out of it so far Where so is that it's on netflix okay. as well and i mean that guy i i think he was you know he's one of the worst ever i think he was worse than Dahmer. Wow. well because what makes Dahmer so bad was just the fact that he ate his victims you know wow there's you a know, lot of what, other which, things he did too. well yeah <laughs> yeah people tend to look down on that sort well, of yeah thing. but like what this guy did was Oh really? Yeah. Well, he was Gacy child killers. No, wasn't he, he the clown? Yes, he okay. was the clown. Yeah, so it wasn't children. Oh, but he didn't. Um, no. But it was just, you know, it was in a way it was kind of like Dahmer, where it was dudes. You know, yeah, it was guys oh, yeah. and you know stuff like that. But was that in the also in the ATQ section on Netflix with no. Donk? <laughs> Gacy, no. I don't know if you heard that story that Don, yeah. they, they stuck Dahmer in that category yeah. and everyone was like, "What the hell?" Well, because he was uh, Gacy yeah, murdered right. at least thirty three young men yeah. and boys and buried twenty six of them in the, in the crawl space of his house. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was not. Uh, so yeah. tell uh, the, the Dahmer one. And obviously, I've been hearing a lot about yeah. it. We've all been. A lot of my kids said they've been watching it and everything. I didn't. I don't think I want to watch it. See, yeah, I, I like stuff like that. Yeah. I, I like, you know, criminology type of stuff. And I, I like a lot of, like, biopics mm-hmm. and stuff based on history and everything. So I, I thought it was fantastic. It, does it I, I, I does it actually – does it go for 10 episodes okay or does it get yeah, boring? Yeah, no, because it's good because a lot of them, it's, like, based off of – A true like, story. Like a true story, right. and it's it's also like there was an episode kind of like about like the father's perspective. Then there was one about like the neighbor's yeah. perspective. So it wasn't just like all oh, about okay. him. Yeah, I heard know? it doesn't follow chronology. Yeah, uh, that it's correct. sort of all over the place. Yeah, it's like oh, it's about this one. Then it goes to you know victim you know ten, and then goes to victim okay. two, and because the neighbor. Spoilers. So. I think the first episode doesn't he get caught. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like that's so. the guy who got I, – I watched someone exactly. talking about it yesterday, so I know a little bit about the show. Yeah, because yeah, they showed the guy who got away, and yeah. that's who brings the attention. Exactly, yeah. So it's like this is this is what the end result is. Now we're going to go back in time, but okay. it kind of like flips around a little bit. But it's easy to follow. See, I like I like real-life crime and stuff like that. Yeah. I've, I've watched – dozens of documentaries about you know that sort of thing i prefer the documentary like with the actual footage right. instead yes. of 
Like, because in all honesty, I hate to say it because I know it's a big discussion. Right now, Evan Peters is getting paid money to portray one of the most notorious. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of idolization that happens to serial killers. Sorry, yes. this is getting like really dark, by the way. <laughs> I, Sorry, it's guys. funny, too, because I was thinking all this and I'm like, no, don't. in my mind, my, I'm going, no, don't say it. Don't go there. Yeah. You know, so th- if, that's if interesting. You're, you're bringing this up. If people are interested in that sort of thing, you know, the macabre, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never judge anybody for it. True crime's right. a big thing. Serial killer documentaries are a big thing. But serial killers have often gotten huge wow. fan bases. Yes. Like, yeah. I think they even show it in this movie that Dahmer got like 12 grand and people just yeah. giving him money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and there's, there, you can do like a Dahmer walking tour it's, uh, it's in wild. Milwaukee. Yeah. So for me, like, I don't like the idolization. No. And I know Evan Peters is a great actor and I really do enjoy his he work. He a great job. Um, you know, whatever Oscar buzz may come his way from this, right. cool. I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. ever want to yeah, I, I I have a similar problem with it where I feel like it glorif- it it glorifies it a little bit a little bit, but it mostly it puts the spotlight on the killer instead of the victims. Yeah, yeah, and so and that's always an th- issue. Th- this one, this one, it does a good job of showing. Oh yeah, like put a spotlight like on the victims because it, in in a way, it talks like there was one of his victims which was someone who was deaf, mm-hmm. and yeah. it actually talked about like his his story like oh growing up you know he wasn't born deaf it was something that happened like later a little bit later on not i forget it was only like a month or two after he was mm-hmm. born but then it talks about like him struggling and like his family dynamic and everything like that so it's not mm-hmm. all just about Dahmer. Mm-hmm. so well, you, you remember the movie alpha dog right yes because on the flip side of that alpha dog based off a true story not only did they also get some of the actual people to be interviewed for it, but the mom mm-hmm. watched the, the premiere. She went down there for for the premiere, and she was a huge fan of, of her son's story being yes. told. But yeah, so right. that, that's so, where we're, what we're watching. Real quick, one, I, I real almost quick. forgot. One more TV show. I saw Reacher. Oh, how is wow. it? It's fun. I it's watch like it, yeah. it's it's he's fa- Alan Richardson is fantastic with it. He absolutely embodies it. They're actually doing season two right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's actually it was the plot was a way harder to follow than I thought it was going to be. It twist you know because it's Lee Child I guess and and I, I've never read Lee Child but I, I assume he's a good writer who really knows how to twist a story around. Yeah, and it was entertaining. It was it was gritty. Some good fight scenes. Yeah. Really like I I'd never seen the Tom Cruise Reacher stuff. But I can't yeah. imagine it's, it's better than this. It's the Tom Cruise one was good. Like yeah. it was good enough, but like he did not match the character in the book. Like no. Alan Richardson apparently like Yeah. And he's even and he's even like five inches shorter than what they're describing I guess, in the book. Uh, in the book he was supposed to be almost like a Dolph Lundgren type. Yeah, he's like, six seven in the yes, book. Like a big, big Mama Duke. Yeah. yeah. And and on the show, he's the actor who's playing him is six two, but you, he passes for six seven. Yeah. yeah. For, for us in our house, and I'm sure most of you guys can attest, trying to find time to watch – because we have to watch shows together. Yeah. Like, <laughs> please do not tell my wife yeah. I watch Werewolf by Night without her. But anyway, sorry, man. Maze the Podcast is also joined. He has nothing to contribute to the episode, but he's here in He brings spirit. nothing to the table. He brings – he stands I, on the table. I will say as someone who's been married for 25 years, that is something that changes over time that you don't have to necessarily watch everything together. But when she says, I want to watch this with you – then that's like, okay, I know we're watching this together. Are you interested in this? No. Okay, I'm going to watch this on my own then yeah. at some point. Like, there's, it's, it's more about the material than about the time. That's fair. All right, so let's move forward. So, reading. I'll go first. Nothing. Ronnie? <laughs> actually, I am reading something. I was reading, and I actually just finished. Okay, so let me, let me go back. <laughs> I just finished something yesterday. Oh. So... Breaking news, everybody. Yeah, so technically I've not 
reading anything right now, but I was reading Winning. Nobody would have known. Like what? you, you didn't have to tell us. Like I'm reading Winning. <laughs> like that, we wouldn't have known. Even we would have been fooled. Well, I'm sorry. Which, should, which, should, I, should I go back and say that? No, no I just said I'm still post. reading Winning, guys. What? <laughs> which, it, it was a great winning? book. So it was a book that it's all about like mindset and everything. It was. It's a book written by Tim Grover, who okay. was actually like a personal trainer coach for a lot of big athletes mm. and he started off actually with michael jordan uh, okay and his first ever client was michael jordan oh, winner <laughs> yeah so it's about you know developing it's a winning mindset it's in the and title yeah he, he you know he started with michael jordan he's done work with like a lot of other basketball stars you know and then he moved on to doing like a lot of developing like your mindset and everything with different entrepreneurs and everything mm. like that so it's like a you know, like one of those like self-help, self-development nice. kind of books. Okay. Yeah. All right, Rob. I, only two. Only two. I'll stick to two. <laughs> I just finished this book. It's called The Comedians, Drunks, Thieves, Scoundrels, and the History of American Comedy. Mm. And it takes you through like everything. Ron, that sounds like Ronnie's Weekend. Or, yeah. it takes, it's like pre-vaudeville all the way up to present day comedy. And it's like the entirety of how comedy developed all these comedians, the behind the scenes stories, like all what happens in the clubs. I loved it. It, I highly recommend this. It's uh, the author's name is, Oh my, wow. I don't have my glasses. Kilf (laughs) Nesteroff. He, he did all the research on this and it's incredibly well documented too. Like there's just so many end notes in the back. And then I'm also reading, thankfully with the season, I signed up for this. One of my students recommended this to me. I'm reading Dracula, and here's how I'm reading it. So with your eyes, it no front to back <laughs> with my butt. No, what I, Dracula is told in I didn't know this in all diary entries. That's all diary entries. So you get emailed the diary entry for that day, huh. and it shows up in your inbox, and you're reading Dracula in real time. Hmm. So I've actually been reading this since like. End of June, beginning of July, all the way up to now. Because Jonathan Harker, he's been a, a he was a captive back then, you know, in Dracula's yeah. castle and everything. And now it's October. I just read October sixth. There was there hasn't been a, an entry for the past two days, or no, there was one yesterday. So right now they're about they're getting the last box of dirt that he brought over from his homeland, mm-hmm. uh, and it's neat to like travel with these characters as things are going and know how long things take and know that, you know, when Van Helsing checks in and he's like, you know, it's been two days since this. I'm like, yeah, it has been two days. Yeah. Huh, how'd you know? <laughs> it's almost like watching a TV show. Yeah. Like where you gotta And I will say, TV. I've never read Dracula before. I've, I've watched Dracula. I've watched a few different iterations. Dracula. Have you? It's yeah. it's long. It's it 500 pages. And it feels like it changes books halfway through. Really? Yeah, a little bit. And like, I, I was amazed at how faithful the Francis Ford Coppola one was. Like, that's pretty accurate for yeah. it. But yeah, it's, it's and they, apparently they're going to do this every year where they email Dracula. So it's called Dracula Daily. It's a sub stack and absolutely sign up for it at some point. You can still sign up for it. Word. All right, and last one, what are you drinking? So I'll start here because I had a terrible drinking experience this month. So it was my birthday at the beginning, in the middle of September, and we went out to a brewery. It was myself, the Mrs. Sean from- more than one? Yeah, just just the one Mrs. Mrs. Oh. No, no, no. She she might listen to this episode. But anyway, with Sean from Cinematic Adventures Mm -hmm. and his uh, his significant other, who's lovely. And for my birthday, they gave me all the alcohols. And for the first time, probably in 
10 years, I threw up from just beer. Like, <laughs> literally, just they kept handing. Was. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, the brewery we went to, the beer that they did, I don't know what it was, but it was a light beer, but it had a higher alcohol oh, content yeah. than one of the dark beers. Do you and remember I was like, the name of the brewery? I don't off the top of my head. In Danbury, right? Yeah, somewhere like that. But <gasps> Oak? Something with a tree. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I was drinking beer and now I'm not drinking beer. Okay. And I'm back to the wine because yes, wuss. I will right. own it because it was still a good night. <laughs> Ronnie, what you drinking? Right now I'm drinking water. What are you drinking? Oh, oh, like when I'm drinking. <laughs> yeah, drinking. when you're drinking, drinking. I actually s- stopped drinking beer. Why? So I stopped drinking beer just because I don't like being bloated from it. Yeah. You know, so. I get that. Usually my go-to lately, because we we had a, actually, me and my wife attended, my wife and I attended a wedding <laughs> a few weeks ago, my cousins, and we I had a Tito's and Club. Okay. Tito's, Tito's and Club. Tito's, okay. Tito's Vodka and Club is like my go-to, because it's a clear, nice, and it goes down pretty easy. Okay. That's what she said. But anyway, <laughs> and last but certainly least, Rob? I have been uh, drinking all today, Dayquil. Because <laughs> I have a really sore throat. I don't know if you can. Oh hear yeah, that. yeah. Hi. I I last yeah. night I developed a, some sort of a nasal drip and my throat is just completely torn up and it's not COVID. Yeah. I know that because Lauren had this last week, Timmy had it too, and I have it now. So yeah, I've been drinking Dayquil. I, I've, Thank I've you for that. being in my confined basement with me and waiting forty-two <laughs> minutes to tell Guess me. Guess what? I've been feeling like that for the past couple of days. Yeah. I'm just going to open a window. Uh, <laughs> other than that, though, I found, Lauren found this in, in our local place, a Josh Sellers a wine. I like it's, Josh. Yeah. yeah. I, I've never had it before, and it, it's it's got a nice crispness to it. Mm-hmm. It's chilling mm-hmm. in our fridge, and every once in a while we have a sip of it. So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Josh, is, Josh is one of my favorite really? wines. Yes. I didn't know it was so well known. Yep. Yeah. I'd never heard of it before this week. We go to Carriage House over in Patterson, yes. and the Cabernet that I get, it's either Josh or, or the house. Oh, okay. And Josh is $5 more a glass. So mm. I usually get the house. Because <laughs> not only am I a wuss, I'm also cheap. But anyway, so uh, yeah, that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Don't forget, if you guys are looking for more content, make sure you guys check out our website, themisfitfaction.com. You can also find us on all the social medias like Instagram, Twitter. Rob's really good at the Twitter. I am terrible at Twittering <laughs> or tweeting. I've twatted. Uh, that's not the verb. That's oh, jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you can also find us on TikTok, any social media. Just type in The Misfit Faction, MF Uncensored, The Misfit Faction Media Network. Odds are you'll find more of our content. So that's going to wrap us up for tonight. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Paul. I'm Rob. I'm Ronnie. You're late. But anyway, <laughs> and we will be back next time. Bye. See ya.